Hello, and welcome to Ascend. We are pleased that you can join us to hear Professor Philip Knopp outline why treating early and intensifying treatment is so important in diabetes care. There's a couple of things that are very important in terms of type 2 diabetic pathophysiology. First of all, it's important to understand that type 2 diabetes is an asymptomatic disease. The patient cannot feel any symptoms at diagnosis typically. Also, it's important to emphasize that type 2 diabetes is a progressive disease that will eventually need treatment intensification. Also, at diagnosis, the beta cell function of these patients is already down to around 50% of its original function. And that means that up to 10 years before diagnosis, you can already see a beta cell decline. One of the dangerous things about type 2 diabetes is, as I mentioned, it's an asymptomatic disease. So that means that the patient at time of diagnosis can have been carrying this disease for years without knowing it and without doing anything about it. And that means that there's a great chance that patients already have complications to their diabetes at time of diagnosis. Around 30% of patients with type 2 diabetes have already complications to their disease at time of diagnosis. There is a linearity between the reduction of HbA1c and the reduction of the risk of complications. So the more you reduce HbA1c without eliciting hypoglycemia, the better risk profile of the patient, meaning the less chance there is for developing uh, complications to diabetes. And that's primarily microvascular complications like retinopathy in the eyes, like chronic kidney disease and neuropathy. Those microvascular complications are very efficiently counteracted by obtaining glycemic control and reducing HbA1c. But also other complications such as macrovascular complications, myocardial infarction, stroke and cardiovascular related death are also reduced by improving HbA1c. On a global scale, patients with type 2 diabetes are being treated much better now than 10 to 20 years ago, but still there is a great deal of patients who cannot achieve glycemic control currently. Around two-thirds of patients on a global scale uh, do not achieve glycemic control. In some countries, for instance, like in Denmark, where I'm from, we have around 60 to 70% of our patients achieving glycemic control, whereas other countries perhaps with the less developed healthcare systems, they have a greater um, challenge in obtaining glycemic control for their patients. And in those cases, you see almost two-thirds of the patients without attaining glycemic control. Again, it's important to emphasize type 2 diabetes and high blood sugars, that's an asymptomatic state. You cannot feel it as a patient when your blood sugar goes up. And your blood sugar will progressively increase if you don't treat the condition. And that's because type 2 diabetes is a progressive disease where you see a decline in both beta cell function, but also beta cell mass, meaning that you have less and less endogenous insulin production. And in response to that, it's very important that doctors intensify treatment along with this progression of disease. So first of all, it's important to monitor the disease by measuring glycemic control as assessed by HbA1c. And whenever that HbA1c 
is on an upward track. It's important for the for the primary care physician to intensify treatment, and that can be increasing the dose of an existing treatment, or it can be by adding another type of medication to existing medications. We have the benefit of being able to diagnose type 2 diabetes now using HbA1c. HbA1c is a single blood sample that can be taken in a non-fasting state compared to earlier where we need the pa- needed the patient in the fasting state to take fasting blood samples or even do all glucose challenge tests to uh, give the diagnosis. Now we can do it very simply by taking a, a blood sample measuring HbA1c. So I can strongly suggest that you take and measure HbA1c in patients where you have a suspicion of type 2 diabetes. That could be because of family history of type 2 diabetes, pre-existing cardiovascular disease, or medications known to elicit type 2 diabetes with high risk. So there's no excuse. Take the HbA1c and find out whether your patients, they have type 2 diabetes or not. And if you do that, you make sure that you diagnose type 2 diabetes at a very early stage in the disease. And that's, that's where you actually can do something to reduce the risk of complications of type 2 diabetes. When you treat type 2 diabetes, it's very important that you set a goal for the individual patients. That can typically be 7% H in HbA1c or with the new units, 53 millimoles per mole. So if you set that as a goal for your patient, then if you have a measurement of HbA1c during control of disease, that goes beyond that. It's important that you you intensify treatment to maintain HbA1c below the determined goal. Many thanks for listening. We hope you found it useful. Please visit www.ascend-diabetes-obesity.com for more practical advice for caring for people with diabetes.